Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Fred Bowie joins us on the podcast today. He's the president of Keystone Electrical Manufacturing here in Des Moines. He also serves as one of the vice chairs on the Greater Des Moines Partnership's board of directors and executive board. Um, Fred, in addition to the roles that I've mentioned, uh, what are some other professional and or community-based roles that you've, you've had? I have had a number of roles throughout the years. Um, I was chair of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. I've been on, uh, well, I was chair of uh, employee and family, Re- the board of employee and family resources, uh, served on a number of boards throughout the community, um, Salvation Army, um, the YMCA board years ago. And, you know, currently I, I chair the trustee board at my church. What about professionally? Have you been involved with, with Keystone your entire career? Uh, no, I joined Keystone about 23 years ago. And prior to that, I worked for the General Electric Company, and that's where I spent most of my career. And uh, I came to Keystone with the intention of purchasing the company, and I did that after being here for about a year and um, have been here ever since. Having had that much experience in the utilities industry, I'm sure you've come across your fair share of crises and issues that you've had to deal with. Uh, Would you be willing to share some of those, maybe a couple that that stick out either uh, through your professional work or even through your community-based work? Well, it's easy to find challenges uh, within the business. This was an acquisition that I made uh, with me and the bank and some help from from the city back in 1998. And, and, and I came to Keystone after having had a, a very good career with the General Electric Company and just decided that I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial, went out on a search and uh, to, to find a, a small company to run and ultimately eventually own. And I ran across Keystone, the owner and I struck a deal, and then we made that happen. So uh, one of the things, uh, probably the, the most significant challenge, the biggest challenge, and it still sticks with me today, when you purchase a business through a leverage buyout, there's, of course, a lot of debt that you have. And the first your f- first reaction or the way you deal with all that debt is you grow the business, generate income to pay that debt off. So Keystone at the time that I joined was a 33-year-old company, had been owned and operated by the same uh, owner throughout those years, had a lot of long-service employees. And uh, so I came into the business, bought the business, and of course, um, immediately moved to grow the business. So in the first couple of years, we were... Um, up about 50% in in volume. So at that level of volume, we what I experienced realized was that we completely overran all of our systems of control, our quality process, um, our hiring processes, and um, and and in addition to that, 
we had this huge backlog of work that we had to execute on. And uh, that was a daunting, daunting challenge um, at the time. You know, I, I had a team who I was trying to take to a place that they'd never been before, never even imagined um, that level of volume before, and it was right in front of us. So we had it. Uh, didn't have a chance. Didn't have a lot of time to think about and, and get everybody prepared for what was coming. It just happened um, very quickly. So just had to get into execution mode very, very quickly, problem-solving mode very quickly. And, and, I, and I think the, the way that kind of jump into the next, uh, the next question, how did, we, uh, how did I get through that? And uh, the, the main thing that uh, I felt I did to, to get the team through that period was on-the-floor, hands-on management. So the thing that I would say is when you're when you're taking people someplace they've never been before, you've got to meet them where they are and then walk with them to where you you want them to go. So my role was a lot of hands-on, a lot of talking, a lot of helping people understand why we were doing what we were doing. And I was also the number one cheerleader. I had to be a big, big cheerleader. Um, every every step toward the goal, successful step toward the goal, was a victory, and we needed to celebrate those victories and and let the team know and see that we're progressing. That um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We are going to get through this, and uh, we just have to keep uh, keep fighting it. That's great insight, um, especially the part about you know meeting them where they're at. I think that's very important because especially now in these different times of crises and with what we're going through with the coronavirus pandemic, you definitely don't want to be the one that's sitting up in the chair, kind of just telling everybody else what to do. I, 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 I applaud you for, you know, getting down there in the ranks with your people to get them to where, to where they want to be. That's a, a sign of a great, great leader. So, Fred, you talk about you talked about some of those challenges and, and, and the things that you did to you know, get yourself and your team through them. Um, what were some of the things that you maybe do to unwind, I guess, if you will, because, you know, being a leader requires a lot, especially when you have to make, um, you know, present your team with daunting challenges, or you have to be able to make quick decisions that may not make everyone happy. What are some of right. the things that you do to kind of help keep your mental health at optimal levels. Yeah, and that's a very good point, and that is also very, very important. And one of the things that I found uh, throughout my career is, for me, I just need to change the pace. I need to do something different. And um, I enjoy boating and fishing and hunting and and getting out and and doing uh, home projects, getting out and, and just doing something different. And for me, I could take a half a day, I could take four or five hours and go work on a home project or take the boat out and cruise around the lake. And just that that respite is enough to, I would say, draw my attention, take my mind off of what I'm struggling with all day, every day. So, yeah, what I would say there is you need to have something 
that will take your mind away, that you can immerse yourself into that is not the day-to-day business. When you're, when you're in business and running business, there's always something to read, something to learn from, and uh, even just picking up a book of fiction, just something that will empty your mind, uh, I found was, was very, very necessary. And at the time, uh, when I was going through these challenges, we had all three of our kids were at home, and they're in school and involved in things, and that was a natural uh, outlet. Uh, because I, even though I'm, I'm working all the time, I always made a point to make it to all of their events and uh, support them in what they were doing. And that provided a, uh, a, a very, very adequate outlet for me. Very good. And now to kind of wrap things up, I've been asking these questions to kind of circle back to the coronavirus pandemic that we're dealing with today. So uh, if you had to give me, you know, two to three lessons that maybe you've learned um, in the past from some of your roles, um, how would you apply them or how would you advise maybe an, an up and coming or a newer leader to help get them through this, uh, this crisis? What are some of the things that, that you've learned in the past that you would apply to now? Uh, the biggest one is leading by example, or as I use it, walking the talk. So when this pandemic came out, uh, the thing that we uh, did we, we took the CDC recommendations, we emailed it around to all of our employees, we talked about social distancing, went out on the production floor and actually physically moved workstations around so that there were uh, sufficient distance. We split our shifts. We went, we we're normally a one shift operation, so we went to two shifts. And, and I think it's that example that you show at work which carries through to what you do at home. Uh, we bought, you know, hand disinfectants and put bottles and paper towels on the floor, encouraged people to wipe down their tools and wash their hands often. When the CDC came out with the recommendation to wear a mask, one of the things that I was doing in a, a part of our mitigation is I would personally go around every day and take everybody's temperature, have a... Uh, a forehead thermometer, and I'd go around and take everybody's temperature, talk with them about how they were feeling, if they felt they had been exposed to anyone who had a cold or showing any symptoms. And when the CDC came out with the recommendation to wear the mask, I put the mask on and walked the floor talking with the employees and taking their temperature. So I think it's staying on top of what's happening in the news and and being the example, actually going out doing it is um, what I found uh, to be very, very effective. And, and I'm convinced that as a result of that, I see employees wearing masks, taking them, having them hanging from the mirror in their car and uh, practicing the, distance, the social distancing when they're not at work. Well, Fred... Thank you for sharing those those lessons. Um, again, for, for those of you listening out there, uh, there are definitely some, some gems throughout and, and things that you can actually put into practice right away just by listening to the advice that um, not only Fred, but some of the other leaders that we've had on other episodes of this podcast are giving as well. Fred, I'm going to let you get back to it. I'm sure you're quite busy um, in the midst of all of this, especially since you had some some organizational changes with, with different shifts and additional shifts and whatnot. So I'm going to let you get back to work. 
but I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to join us today. Thanks. Glad to be of help any way I can. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.